Welcome, welcome to Quadrupod Studios returning on today, May 19th, 2022. We are returning with uh, guest G to talk more Bitcoin news and uh, and other whatnots. Good to be here. Uh, Kit uh, hosting as always. Thanks, welcome, Roman. sir. Awesome. Gentlemen, thank you for being here again. Uh, take it away, Kit. Thanks very much, Robin. Welcome to Quadrupod Studios, where we're getting to the truth for everybody out there. We're not sponsored by the big corpse. We're just the little guys jumping in the ocean. And today we've got G, who gives us our insight on saving our work value through a new currency. I think you've heard about it. Crypto. Bitcoin. That's right. Yeah, I'm excited. So it's about keeping the value of your efforts. Keeping. I'm uh, learning something, G. Are you proud of me? I'm proud of you. Thank yes. you, brother. Yeah, you're doing great. I listen. I hear what you say. Yeah. And I understand the math behind it. Yeah. And this is really an exciting time to be alive. Yeah, it's uh, it's a unique opportunity. The tables are about to turn. They're, they they kind of turned when it was developed. Yeah, except kind of. adoption and yep. people understanding that now they could save the value of their work with the Bitcoin and uh, protect themselves from the devaluating of their purchase power every week of the monies they earned with their national currency. What is uh, happening is that we've already reached escape velocity. And so, it, and that uh, escape velocity means what for people that are going, oh, what, what was that? Escape yeah, yeah. is velocity. Do you just one thing? Do you mind uh, pointing the, the mic just slightly down? About, yeah, there, that's better. Thank and you. so what escape velocity means is that no government, no mafia, no group, no state can attack Bitcoin any longer. It's too late. Cool. So it's, it's, a, it's basically uh, put into uh, a creative flow in the world and now it's been adopted by the people so enough people are using it that it's not going to go away that's correct like when it was created it was birthed yeah and it was an infant and it was just growing with the growing pains and such things mm -hmm. but now bitcoin's an adult so is bitcoin like all the altcoins what is the difference here i don't i don't get it these guys just lost Billions of dollars in their little Luna and Terra and all this other stuff. Well, Bitcoin is like a life form. Okay. Bitcoin is alive in cyberspace. Yeah. It's a uh, it's a life form that is exists in software. Everything else, all the altcoins, are all projects of hope from people. Okay. Bitcoin is not a project that well, is going to make its developers rich. Um, it is not scarce, it's finite. Meaning anybody who owns their Bitcoin owns an international bank of remittance. Remittance means that you could send money across borders. Mm -hmm. And so with Bitcoin, you can send money around the world in remittance, that's what that means. And therefore, you're a bank. You could feed your family and so forth, there's no problem, right? So the, the, the difference between altcoins and Bitcoin is that Bitcoin is uh, like a meteor that arrived from outer space and that broke into like uh, 20 million shards. 
And uh, each shard is divisible by a hundred million smaller shards that are called satoshis, right? So each yep. Bitcoin can be divided by a hundred million satoshis. That means that when Bitcoin's thirty thousand dollars, you know, you divide that, and that means that one million satoshis is worth three hundred dollars. So that it has a s uh, a scalability. Exactly. Nobody needs to own a full Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. You just need to convert monopoly money from your national currency into hard money like Bitcoin. Mm -hmm. And not just like Bitcoin, but in Bitcoin. Because mm -hmm. there's nothing like Bitcoin. And it was the, the first um, cryptocurrency it's to be the created. It's the first and right? the only, still to this day. Because yeah. yeah, like yeah. everything, everything, uh, everything else rides on its back or, or, or uses it. Well, everything else is just business. Like a lot of people lose a lot of money, mm -hmm. but money is never lost. Somebody's collecting that money. Mm -hmm. So there's a few people that are making tons of money on everybody With else. With the pump and dump uh, methodology. And that's the worst, you know, because the people who are losing the money are not the rich. They're the most poor people around the world. People in Sri Lanka, people in Central Africa, people in South America, all all the people that invested in the Luna and the exactly in the, the altcoins, exactly they thinking it would they be invest with hope, yeah, yeah. and uh, and greed mm -hmm. and trust. What with Bitcoin, there is no trust. You verify, trust no one, yeah. verify everything. Yeah, with all the shit coins, you must trust, and you can't verify nothing. Mm -hmm. Right? Is that in regards to their code? And whatnot, like they yeah. don't release the. They call their databases the blockchains, yeah, which mm. they're not. They're mm. just digital digi di uh, databases. They've just used that term because it's known as being a stable um, Ar architecture, um, infrastructure uh, for the and ledger, right? And traceable yeah. and fooled, all this. right? Right. Because they think, okay, if I could mm. get uh, ten million of this thing for ten dollars. Instead of zero point zero 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 one for the same ten dollars mm -hmm. of Bitcoin, I'm gonna get the one thing that gives me ten looks million units. Yeah, it looks it looks big. Exactly. Is uh, is Ethereum the same way? Is it on? Yeah, Ethereum is a shitcoin of the mm. worst kind. Right. It's super centralized, mm. super manipulated. Mm. Ethereum is a sect coin, mm -hmm. financed by secret millionaires and billionaires around the world who have a hand. In every crypto <coughs> that exists, and, and they pump and dump on mm. everybody mm -hmm. all the time. Yeah, they probably well, have computers doing it. Even they in have some computers in some and bots like doing it for right, them. Right. And meanwhile, the workers of the world are losing their money to these fat cats. Mm -hmm. It gives me, it makes my skin crawl. Mm -hmm. Just quite simply. And, right? and in what way then would Bitcoin be? more resilient to that type of pump and dump type thing. It's still possible to some degree, but it's more, you can see who's doing it or what is, is that what? It, uh well, wha yeah, exactly. With Bitcoin, you could verify everything and you don't have to trust anything. There is no, uh, you know, there uh, could be coordinated pump and dumps with Bitcoin with mm -hmm. people who have hundreds of millions of dollars to play with. Yeah. But that doesn't concern us. See, we are the workers of the world. Traders 
in the world of trading, 1% of traders make their money. Mm -hmm. 99% of traders lose their money. To in the stock market? Gambling. To that 1%. Yeah. In the stock market, you're talking about? No, I'm talking about us. Bitcoin. Yeah. Okay, okay. Even All just Bitcoin. Bitcoin. Even okay, just oh, Bitcoins. traders of Bitcoin. Right, exactly, right, right. yeah. Put the shit coins aside, put the stocks aside, put the real estate aside, just Bitcoin even. It's got a market, a stock price, right? Mm -hmm. That you could sell and buy and sell. And so they say, buy low, sell high. Yeah, well, buy low and sell high, and you'll lose your money to the 1% who make it. Because the, the, lo the longer, you, even if you win one, you're eventually you're most likely going to lose out. Eventually, you're going like to lose. It's like the casino. The casino is built to win. Yeah, Exactly. Right, right. And so Bitcoin is not a gamble. Bitcoin is not a speculation. Bitcoin is not even an investment. People are like, oh, I'm going to invest in Bitcoin. No, you're not. Do you call it a currency then? It is a currency. It's yes. So it's a new, a new wave created a better system than, than what we've dealt with in the past. I'd go as far as saying that Bitcoin is the first currency of humanity. Okay. Everything else has been minerals and seashells. Let's break down into that a little bit. For sure. Let's go, you know, to the history of money. Beautiful. The beginnings. So you know, we're t trading shark teeth and, and different exactly. things like that, right? So on, on the continent of, of North America, yep. the natives and such traded seashells and, uh, you know, animal teeth and stuff like that because mm -hmm. it's rare or you got to put a out hard a work effort to yeah. attain it right like you got to kill that bear before you get the teeth type yep. of deal right yep. so it's worth something yep. and uh i'm more familiar with the african continent mm -hmm. where in uh, africa they had uh glass beads that were made by volcanic eruptions and yep. then they manufactured them at a very low volume because it was excruciatingly hard to make mm -hmm. And you could only have a few types that you can make. So through the centuries, those glass beads on the African continent throughout gained value. Mm -hmm. With that value, people holding glass beads were able to purchase land, animals like goats and so such things, right? Uh, then the French arrived on the African continent and discovered that there was a currency on this continent that uh, was used for monetary transactions amongst the people, mm -hmm. for goods and services and minerals, and everything really was purchasable with the right amount of glass beads, yeah. ever so few of them. So the difference between France and the African continent is that France had glass factories. Yep. So they went back home, all giddy and stuff, and started to manufacture glass beads by what's known today as the boatload. Wow. And for 400 consecutive years, France raped the African yeah. continent of all its resources, all the because diamonds and the gold. Because they change the value of the currency yeah. fast enough. Because the continent of Africa is so big yeah. that the people didn't realize yeah. that the French were debasing yep. the amount of glass beads. It took 400 years wow. for the continent to realize that there was no more rarity about the uh, currency that they were using and therefore there was no value left. 
Mm -hmm. They came by the hundreds and thousands of boatloads so full of glass beads that the boats almost sank. Wow. And they produced these boatloads of glass beads every week. Yeah. And for those glass beads, they got all the gold, all the so jewels. So that's like French Guyana, and all, th and that's why the, they sort of have all this still ownership there. For sure, for yeah. sure, there's still four or five countries in Africa using the franc. Yeah, I think it might even be more than that, to be honest with you. Indeed, yeah. Yeah. and we're not even using that monetary policy anymore, monetary policy anymore. We're using the euro. Well, I actually read an article this morning because I was doing a little bit of reading up on on the Central African Republic's adoption of Bitcoin in, in uh, earlier this year. Mm -hmm. And uh, and another w aspect of using the, fr the French franc is that these countries have to have 50% of their uh, reserves in French in the French central bank or in their banks mm -hmm. as some sort of agreement that they made back in the 60s when that, uh, mm -hmm. uh, I believe when they shifted to using this, there was some type of, agreement with about five or six countries and so today but, uh, the dollar is our glass bead mm -hmm. everybody's transacting in dollars if you go in the caribbeans or now in the african continent you could buy a loaf of bread with u.s dollars much more than any somalian currency they'd be like yes please give yeah. me your american dollar yep. today the american dollar is the new glass bead mm -hmm. zero effort is required for its production that is why we're facing endless wars yeah because they can just buy the bullets for no money yep it's zero effort means zero dollar in mm -hmm. right so you could make hundreds of millions billions and trillions of dollars with zero effort that translates into endless wars and as well as a complete devaluation of the American dollar. So we would look at the, the 400 years of history that the French uh, and what happened with Africa as those mini wars, as they're taking over places. and Keeping quiet the yeah, fact that there's not too many glass didn't beads. Take <laughs> work effort to make that, those, those little beads, exactly. and then take the land. And so now you have central banks, like in Switzerland and all across Europe, and any country who's not sanctioned by the U.S., have to have a reserve of American dollars in their banks just for commerce. Mm -hmm. And now the petrodollar is about to pop yep. with China and Russia and Iran and everybody working together because they're tired yeah. of having the heel of the man on their neck for absolutely yep. no reason. Yep. Just like uh, maybe it's a little controversial here. But uh, just like the Ukrainian war mm -hmm. that the United States has manufactured for the last 10 years up to its fruition today. Well, which which gets to the point that the U.S. did uh, that, you know, with seven other countries. And and it was funny. Bush just did an announcement <laughs> on some <laughs> Russian stuff and, and he called out himself. In the Iraq War, it was yeah, just it hilarious. It was a, it was a Freudian slip, oh, supposedly, but it was the but truth. It was, yeah, he's. It's kind of yeah. like you know when you it's when very, you do yeah. a bad thing and you know it, mm. here's karma coming back to see you. Yeah. yeah, and so you know what? Why can't we make the changes that correct a lot of this? Is this what Bitcoin is? This is, is what this is. This is where I'm coming at. Okay, now. The tables are about to change with Bitcoin. Central banks 
have been doing their monetary policies to serve the rich by like lowering interest rates, giving up free money. And I'm just serious. I'm just, I'm not even a conspiracy theorist. Yep. The central banks have been serving the rich. Yeah. And the pharmaco-military complex is the money behind every politician these days. And they do their bidding. Mm -hmm. This Ukrainian war could have been done within a week. It's been now a few months. And I predict it'll go on for decades. Mm. Decades. Well, a, a big result of this as well is that uh, with the uh, dollar being removed from the gold standard and attached to the petro dollar, which is, for those that don't know, every ounce of oil sold in the world from what I understand is traded in US dollars no matter what country it's being traded in between even Russian oil and gas sold to Europe they must pay them in in US dollars correct and so this with this conflict that's happened in the last little while they've actually now shifted to uh, demanding rubles which is the Russian currency from these countries which is shifting them off of the uh, petrodollar, and so basically forcing this other shift in the monetary system that's uh, going to have big ripples as well. Big ripples, big ripples, and w uh, what what the International Monetary Fund is doing right now is it's going around collecting souls. What do I mean? I mean that countries like Sri Lanka. And another 80 or so countries right now are in financial destitution. And because of uh, the war that the Americans have brought on in Ukraine and Russia, they will kill millions and hundreds of millions of people through starvation. Because the wheat that is produced in uh, Ukraine and Russia is not going to go to India, is not going to go to Africa, is not going to go anywhere because there ain't going to be none. And so the sanctions that they're imposing on Russia is not hurting Russia whatsoever. It's hurting everybody else. And before we know it, hundreds of millions of people that are hundreds of thousands of miles away from this conflict on different continents will start to die of starvation. We will see an uproar of populations against their government and politicians will be beaten and dragged out of their cars because uh, of the sheer horror that people are living on a daily basis. And that's what the, the war in there will just send ripples around and affect different areas uh, like that with these types of Absolutely. sanctions. And so with these types of, uh, of sanctions and with the horror that's about to happen, countries will have to borrow and indebt themselves to the International Monetary Fund, which once again prints with zero effort countless amounts of money in the hundreds of billions of dollars. And then the countries who have no uh, you know, production will be in debt. And instead of defaulting on their debt, the, the IMF will simply help themselves with all their resources, the water, yeah. the minerals. And they're the doing oil, this everywhere. The, the wood, they're already doing it. Yeah. That's their MO. <coughs> yeah. The thing is, mm -hmm. though, is that the world is facing a huge crisis. And like never before, the IMF, International Monetary mm -hmm. Fund, is busy AF, uh, indebting 
countries by the dozen. Mm-hmm. Now, countries have a choice. There's a solution. If countries, third world countries, that accept a loan from the International Monetary Fund in U.S. dollars used 100% of the U.S. dollars they borrowed to buy Bitcoin, mm-hmm. within instead of defaulting on their debt in five years and losing all their resources to them, they would be able to pay back their debt within one year and within five years thrive, mm-hmm. economically speaking. And that's a reality, mathematical reality, that is going to hit. We already have El Salvador, we got Portugal, we got Central Africa, we got Honduras that's coming on board. Nice. There's another 25 countries, which the president uh, Bukele from El Salvador spoke with. Mm-hmm. Right? We got a picture out there with uh, Bukele and the president or the f- uh, central bank uh, officials of 25 other countries. Mm-hmm. Mm. Now, these are not top world countries. These are third world countries. But I predict that the top one uh, world countries will become third world countries and the third world countries will pass them to become the new uh, first order yeah because they will hold the keys of the monetary future of humanity one uh, one question i have reading that same article it was talking about uh bitcoin the one of its sticking points is that you need internet access not necessarily you could uh, even make a transaction through radio waves okay but it does get complicated yeah that does right? sound, that sounds, mm-hmm. sounds a bit tricky but in the one how so would the one you d- the how would you do that was talking about like for instance the central african republic only had four percent of the people it's acclaimed yeah uh have internet access absolutely so there does seem to have to be a bit of a shift in infrastructure and whatnot for these third world countries to be able to make it really absolutely viable as a and that's where currency early but adopters of bitcoin come in because we're people who have had nothing in our lives and now we have been floated into financial sovereignty by all the money that's coming into Bitcoin. And the same will happen to everybody that's getting into Bitcoin right now. They as well be floated into financial sovereignty by all the money that's going to pour into this finite asset. It's not just an asset, it's an actual financial tool. Mm-hmm. Right? So since it's a tool, it is wielded. And when you wield this tool, you make money. And we explained uh, using it as a tool in, in the last episode that we did by uh, what you know the rich do on an ongoing basis, which is the uh, art, you know, art that they purchase and then borrow against it so that they're or not homes they purchase not getting it not getting the taxes. That's so that's what you mean by as a tool. Exactly, yeah. they purchase a fifty million dollar Monet, and they don't put it up on their wall. They bring into a liquidity company, a company that's going to put their money in a vault and give them the equivalent liquidity that it's worth in the form of loans. Mm -hmm. So therefore, they don't pay no taxes. And with that money, they can buy mansions and yachts and so forth. They've been doing this forever. It's the establishment has been put these rules in place for hundreds of years to preserve their acquired wealth from the nincompooperies of their descendants. Mm -hmm. And then the, that liquidity company, how does it make the money back? What does it do to the with the piece? Cut, taking a cut, most likely. Or does it own the piece it's after? It's like rent. Right. Yeah. 
And if, uh, and if you don't reimburse the loan or if, you, uh, if the value of, it, uh, of your collateral goes down, mm -hmm. they liquidate it. They take it yeah. and then they own it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, they, they exactly. sell it on the Christie's market or whatever. Exactly, and then somebody else buys it, right, and then yeah. gives it back to them. Yeah, you so see what I mean. So going back just briefly, sorry, to that Central African Republic people yeah. without internet. So you were kind of implying that maybe as people um, use Bitcoin there, they'll, they'll be incentivized to use their gained wealth to expand the internet access and access to the population there, or. And maybe yeah. that's one benefit of this Elon Musk Starlink that I don't trust the guy as far as I can throw him, but maybe that's what he wants to give internet to the whole world. So You're 100% correct. Uh, yeah, so that, that's your thought on it, that people will, as it develops in that country, it will be an uh, incentive of them to help develop the internet. the internet in those areas. Absolutely, and, and you're completely yeah. right, uh, Robin, there about uh, the, uh, the Musk there doing his Starlink thing because his game is putting the internet all over the planet. Mm -hmm. So let him play his games. And that's what I'm saying is that we don't need to have the intelligence of mathematicians or even the skills of traders. We just need to better ourselves at what we already do to earn more monopoly money so we could trade it in for some real Bitcoin, which are real money, yeah. Satoshis, like... How many Satoshis can you get today? Right? So how far in the future do you see a change in the fiat where, where is it going to be a fast switch or do you see a years uh, uh, ahead that, that it's going to drop? Mm -hmm. You know, what's, what, what do you so foresee? So what's going to happen is it's going to be slow at the beginning yep. and then all of a sudden. There'd be, be some warnings, uh, or there might be a little... We already few have them, like yep. El Salvador adopting it, Central Africa yep. adopting it, Honduras adopting it, uh, Portugal putting zero tax on it, Germany putting zero tax on it. These are the early adopters, and usually when you see people you know, do early things, they're already in a bad position, or they are sure, got nothing else to lose here because we're, we, got, we owe these guys... Well, billions these are, these are not like people these yeah. are states states so nation states operate differently than people obviously mm -hmm. right so now that we have nation states literally changing their monkey money for bitcoin we're seeing we're going we are already seeing them like uh evolving faster than countries who are called first world mm -hmm. first world countries are going down the shitter like look at the hundreds of millions of uh homeless people in america mm -hmm. there are more homeless people in america than citizens in canada it's incredible there's yeah. more people in prison in the states because of sheer misery than any one country in the world i see all these as generating uh, um, monetary value like or or like the homeless, you know, here in Victoria, it's it's like almost a way of composting people. We've got too many people, and we just sort of throw out the weak. And oh yeah, and, and they're stealing and our money. Yeah, right. So they're depressing the the moral, right? The 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 attitude, the the behavior. They're just depressing it because you can't work enough to get yourself out of the muck, mm -hmm. and so it's very depressing. Because uh, however sk many skills you developed, however good your, your, your output is, 
you'll never catch up to inflation. Yeah, you never so catch you the feel like bread, crap. bread prices keep going. Yeah, you're on the treadmill that keeps on moving you back closer exactly. to the back of the, the treadmill. You're like, oh, fuck. Exactly. You I'm feel off. like crap and you see no future. Mm-hmm. And when you see no future and you feel like crap, you're not all that ambitious. Mm-hmm. And you don't ask for nothing. And, 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 and you're all numb. Yep. So that's what they're doing. Well, they're you numbing search for people. The drugs. Yeah, you're go searching for the drug, yeah. the, the this or the that, right? It seems like a uh, a human farm, and mm. that human farm has you know toxic clothing, toxic foods, toxic currency, toxic behavior. Like the the currency itself is is plastic with beef tallow in it. Right, and to just push a button to make it, yeah, There's zero. Well, it, as a as a frequency or as a vibration of touch, you feel uncomfortable just holding it, uh, a piece mm. of plastic mm. like that. And now most money uh, as well is just digital, mm-hmm. right? Like uh, th- during the pandemic, they had stores that wouldn't accept cash, even though they're legally obliged mm-hmm. to. They said no. We don't want cash. We're just going to use credit, and that's all. The, we don't want to touch your dirty yeah, money. Yeah, we don't want to touch. We don't want to. We don't want a chance to get a it's little dirty bug money. on there. Not yeah. just in uh, yeah. figuratively speaking, but like literally speaking, mm-hmm. it's dirty. Yeah. Yes, well, it's dirty. Yeah, and governments consider cash dirty in the sense that it's used for illicit activity. So it's uh, that's yeah. one of the reasons they, they so want people going straight digital. Which, which there is some people, I guess, who use Bitcoin who are maybe a little. That's might be why they don't adopt it as as much as be, because it's it is on the blockchain and you can see yeah. it is. And one must understand that traceable, but it's much easier to launder money with gold than Bitcoin. If you don't do any criminal stuff with Bitcoin, you're an idiot and yeah. you're gonna get caught. Yeah, it's real that simple. Well, yeah. we found that with that Silk Road, yeah, uh, whole case where an actual. There were FBI agents that stole Bitcoin from that. That they were the ones, uh, they were the ones investigating the Silk Road thing and yeah. actually d- helped prosecute this guy, uh, uh, Ross Ul- Ulrich, I think his name. Yeah, and then they and funneled they, their Bitcoin funneled in their Bitcoin own wallet to their own wallet, and then they got caught. Uh, That's right. For doing so, which That's is right. It's important to notice that Bitcoin wasn't hacked. Right. It was just thieves acting like thieves. Mm-hmm. Taking something from someone—it well, was like you're leaving your, them for you're leaving your money in your car console, and then blaming the yeah. uh, blaming the money because it was stolen. This is right, right. The one with the or shitty like security. S- yeah, what they did is like they stole the money from somebody, but because it's Bitcoin, it's like you can't even put it in a bag. It's sitting on the passenger seat of your car. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's right there, saying mm. stolen. As yeah, because well, right? <laughs> you could trace it, and, and once it's gone. You could say, okay, any Bitcoin that came from that address is now flagged. Mm-hmm. And so forever that Bitcoin will be flagged. And there's and probably ways, there is some sneaky ways one could probably launder it through, but it would be if someone so was also uh, knowledgeable enough, they could track you. Track so it if down, they can track, probably ways. Yeah. if it can be tracked, what's, what's going on with the people that have lost in wallets or, mm-hmm. or, or disappeared? Why can't? those be tracked back Mm -hmm. Uh, because uh, every wallet has a seed phrase yep and if you lose that seed phrase you lose your bitcoin and it's done it is done whoa and because it's uh, um, a random combination of 12 to 24 words Mm -hmm. the list of the words 
is immeasurable. I mean, it is measurable, but I don't have the number. Yeah. It's in the hundreds of billions of different combinations, like combinations yeah. right? And so w- if those you get a letter wrong, yeah. even if you have all the words, if you get a letter wrong, it's not going to open. Yeah. If you get a word misplaced in the list, it's, it's not going to open. So you need to have the right words yeah. and the right sequence written correctly, and then it opens. Wow. So when people are prone to effing up, yeah. they lose all of their money. That's why I've removed uh, my message of saying, like, own your own Bitcoin. Mm-hmm. I'm personally more into people making passive income that is accumulative and then becomes exponential yep. by relinquishing the responsibility of ownership. You do your investigation and you do Dale, which I have, mm-hmm. and I prefer Nexo.io over any other company out there, and you give them your Bitcoin. And so this is the Bitcoin tool. That's it. The tool is the Nexo.io. Correct. And it then creates interest accumulation. That's it. It's called passive income. Yeah. And how do they give you passive income? They take your Bitcoin and they lend it out to somebody who's over-collateralized as you are. Mm-hmm. Unlike other companies like Celsius and Block One and Lenden who want to play in the big boy pools and want to wear their three-piece suits and want to look nice and, and be pretty and be polite and all that, they will lend your Bitcoin to institutions mm-hmm. qualified, I do with my fingers qualified, AAA qualified. Yeah. exactly, um, lend under collateralized. Uh. So if those companies lose the freaking Bitcoin, then who's getting margin called over here? And in every aspect, in every fine print of those Western companies, it says, oh, you know, if we... Uh, if we're liable for money, we go bankrupt, then we have access to your Bitcoins to repair our own books. Mm-hmm. Whoa. Oh, really? Yeah. Well, that's, and that's actually what Canadian banks uh, did in the that's financial right. collapse. They Rehypothecation. What, is that what it's called? That's what it's yeah. called. Which is basically if, if a bank, um, if they, if somehow the, the market, well, if they, yeah, if they're called up to pay their loans, yeah. they can actually take their, like mine and yours money from our accounts and pay off this. Correct. I don't totally understand it, but it does That's exactly how it works. If a bank goes under, Mm -hmm. then your money is guaranteed up to $100,000. That's it. Anything above 100 grand, they can collect and not give back. That's the deal, boys. Yeah. yeah. So when you put so it's your all money in the in fine the bank, print, you don't have any money anymore. Yeah. Fine print. You got to read fine it. Fine print. Fine print. So with Nexo.io, mm-hmm. they don't rehypothecate like that. They will only lend your Bitcoin to any one body that is over collateralized. Mm-hmm. Meaning, if that borrower f's up, they got the collateral. Yeah. There's zero risk. They're making so much money that and they're and not so going to go away. So they're doing mostly loans with other Bitcoin op- people. Because Absolutely. Because the Bitcoin will be a, a really good collateral that they accept. It's the str- strongest and best collateral on the face of the planet right now. Mm-hmm. There are mortgage companies in Canada talking about uh, Bitcoin and that you, could, you should be able to buy a house based upon your Bitcoin collateral. 
And now there's even talks that if Bitcoin goes down a level, you won't get liquidated anymore because it's not, it's, it's just temporary. Yeah. Right. So and they're so realizing that they're it's realizing. just tempo- temporary. Exactly. And so there's an evolution that's yeah. coming into this yeah. financial space where I think margin calls will simply cease. Wow. Well, and as you, you which makes sense if the enough countries start adopting it and it's going sort of mainstream and is mainstream, those ups and downs will be, you know, based on the the selling and and bigger companies getting in, getting in, getting yeah. out because they have to, then getting back in yeah. because they can, right? Because they know how. These are people who have a whole lot of brains mm-hmm. as well as money, right? So when the market hits, they can sell for $100 million worth without a scratch or a second thought. Then it'll dump mm-hmm. a little bit, and they'll tell your buddies, hey, we got in at the same time. Mm-hmm. Our fiduciary responsibility is to have our allocation pie at uh, 15% of value of the pie. Now that Bitcoin has tripled in value, we've got to sell. And so since we did this at the same time, you and I and you and I and I and I and you and you and you and I, how about you do the same smart thing that I'm doing and you sell at a triple profit? And if we all do that together, Bitcoin's going to tank, boys, Mm -hmm. and then we'll be able to buy it back with all the extra scratch we made. Yeah. Those are called the whales, I guess. The right? whales, yeah. yeah. So Institutional whales. Change the level of the water. Based and so on that, that, that whale work that's going on uh, for, you're saying, for the common plumber and, and uh, um, laborer who, who buys some Bitcoin, you know, he just has to ride out those little waves and the, the value will still continue to climb. Exactly. Mm-hmm. What uh, what the whales gives us opportunities to is to buy the dips. Yep. Except I am a proponent of dollar cost averaging. Mm-hmm. I don't care if the Bitcoin is down. I don't care if the Bitcoin is up. You decide the day of the week and you put the amount of money you said you would every week, regardless of the price. Mm-hmm. That is the strongest strategy over over time. Yep. Over a length of time the best strategy is to DCA because then like that, you will be buying at a lower price always. And even when you buy at a higher price or at its highest price, the higher, higher high will become the lower low. Mm-hmm. We went from $0 to 12 bucks to $3 to 50 bucks to $8 to 1000 to back down to 150 bucks to 25 Hunskis, back down to 600. So you you've had this you've had upward. this uh, you've you've played in this market for a while and seen yeah. it's it's and it doesn't matter if you buy at the highest point every time. Yeah. Because eventually the highest point will become lower than the next one. Mm-hmm. Therefore, you're always buying it cheaper than what it will be. Mm-hmm. And you're only buying it to use it when you can't make any more money. Right. Yep. And then when you can't make any more money to buy more Bitcoin, you're still not selling interest. your Bitcoin. You're <laughs> yeah. taking loans of what you've accumulated. Yeah. Loans, again, are taxed at zero percent. Sweet. So rea- really what you're doing in a sense is teaching people how to... 
have their retirement plan set uh, and and then create a life that will be blissful. Exactly, like uh, Jeff Bezos. Mm-hmm. Everybody knows he got a lot of money. Mm-hmm. How much taxes does he pay? Oh, Minus four thousand. Mm. No, no, he gets sent in the mail four thousand dollars because he's making no money. Wow. I live in a penthouse. Yeah. How much money do I make? No Sweet money. fa. Yeah. I just borrow everything I have, Good. and I get sent money at the end of the year because I'm so poor. Mm-hmm. Why am I so poor? Because I don't generate nothing. That's right. I just borrow. borrow. I like that strategy. Off of collateral that has gained in value from uh, all the super rich that are buying in. Mm-hmm. Like, why are they buying in? Say you have a $100 million reserve from your company. Look at the real estate doubled in the last two years. If you had your money sitting in cash, you lost 50% of your real estate purchase power in two years, right? So if you were as gonna buy a hundred million dollar hotel two years ago yeah. and decided to sit in your hands for two years because you had the cancer or something and uh, then now you want to buy a hotel for a hundred million bucks well you're not getting the one you were looking at you're looking at the 50 million dollar crackhead hotel yeah right it just went up in value for the same so hundred of million of dollars and that's what's happened like it's not the real estate went up, is the purchase power of the and dollar that's because they went down. They produced another uh, hundred, hundred gazillion glass beads and threw it out there into the system. Exactly. Well, and lots more people uh, uh, wanted to buy property, especially in this area. They're well, especially out when here. you got companies yeah. like BlackRock who could borrow money at zero percent interest and just buy company, buy uh. entire counties, like wow. it's free money. When I say that the central banks are gaming the the play for the rich, like I'm not I'm not like trying to be poetic here. Mm-hmm. Like they're gaming the money for the rich. What does that mean? That means that a company like BlackRock who has seven trillion dollars can borrow billions of dollars at zero percent interest just Partly because they, they have, have it. this collateral, they have exactly. all the collateral they can Exactly. They come back and with. so your average plumber and so forth has access to loans at six, eight, more percent. All your credit cards charge you 12, 15, yep. 20%. And the super rich, they get money for 0%. That, that's like free money is what that means. Mm-hmm. And so they're using this free money to buy real estate by the schloof, by the countryside, right? They're buying houses. They're not just building big apartment buildings. No, they're buying home dwellings and they're just floating all the price of the real estate for everybody at once and now like uh a two hundred and fifty thousand dollar crack house 10 years ago now is worth two million dollars in vancouver in victoria here my friends uh just visiting from Kelowna recently they lived on uh, down bay and uh near cook there Mm -hmm. and they bought very small you know uh only thousand square foot single floor home mm-hmm. in two th- I think it was in 2014 mm-hmm. for 310,000 mm-hmm. they sold it for 550 uh, or something but two years later mm-hmm. they just saw it on the market for 830 yeah. this is uh, about 
eight years later. So it's like it tripled. It literally tripled. Tripled in eight years. Right. Well, and it and should uh, have a correction soon too. Probably a drop. You know, it well, does it a ten-year ten-year drop cycle. It should, but because of the new modern monetary <laughs> theory, which is to print until inflation becomes too much, they're not. Well, BC's uh, laws around uh, foreign investing and foreign purchasings are very lax, so they mm-hmm. people from all over the world can buy yeah. for investment properties. They call it white uh, snow washing. Mm. You snow wash your money by Canada. buying real estate in Canada. Uh, and we're yeah. talking the Iranians, the Chinese, the Russians. Yeah, the Russians with that big, there's a big story about the, the house that uh, they are, are royal... Uh, uh, royal uh, goofballs there stayed in that was uh, a Russian owned by a oh. Russian. Elizabeth May wanted to mm-hmm. confiscate it due to the <laughs> Russian conflict. Right, right, right. Anyway. Supporting Nazis in Ukraine, great. <laughs> Real proud of you guys. Like my family fought the Nazis in the Second World War, mm-hmm. and when I see everybody f- flailing the Ukraine flags, I just want to put a, fr- a freaking Nazi cross on them because mm-hmm. that's all they're supporting, Nazi factions that have been, anyway, I don't want to Creating the wars. Yeah, that's another topic. Yeah, that's yeah, 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 another topic. It sort of pisses me off. <laughs> yeah. I'm only here for Bitcoin and I want to like, I'm not well, talking because about this Bitcoin is for the, the rich. This is the correction of the wars. This is what you see as the fix to the things that piss you off. And and yeah. that's a good thing. If you, if you can have uh, a new currency that defunds the war efforts because now the ledgers show who the fuck's paying for it. Well, uh, I mean, there is that. Okay, That's a good one. But then I saw Bitcoiners sending Bitcoin to Ukraine to support the war effort. Uh-huh. So you yeah, got this that's wokeism happen, that's happening, yep. right? So yeah. this wokeism is destroying our culture and destroying the planet and now funding wars through my beloved bitcoin wow it's okay so they, that yeah. with that part how do we how do we then uh advance you know what bitcoin is to then protect that type of activity from happening well just like in the romans when the romans devalued the gold for their soldiers mm-hmm. the soldiers quickly found out it took a couple of years maybe a few decades one or and a half or so and they said you know what i'll be much happier farming and having a family with like a tenth of what I used to earn than getting sliced for the yeah. same amount in the field today. Yeah. So they deposit their, w- their shield and their glaives mm-hmm. and they went back to the countryside and made families. So that's what happened. That's how the uh, Roman Empire dissolved. Uh-huh. So by the petrodollar uh, being abolished and countries choosing to pay themselves with a currency that is stronger than a glass bead, right? Mm-hmm. Um, that's going to bring upon the peace because you can't create more Bitcoin. Like you can money. That's yep. how they are funding their endless wars by simply pushing a button and zero effort shitting out all these dollars out there, rares, right? Mm-hmm. You can't do that with Bitcoin. Bitcoin is scarce. So you're not going to use Bitcoin, Bitcoin to fund wars. Yeah, going going use back Bitcoin. to that 400 years of French, uh, um, you know, exploitation of Africa, etc. Yeah, the French that raped the, the African that continent. S- that the British ended up beating the French, I believe, though, mm-hmm. in the uh, Hundred Years' War, something because they had the uh, they had the banking system in Europe where they uh, were able were printing money 
Um, ah. uh, whereas the French were still working on a, a bit of the a beads. separate system. Even gold. They, well, the they beads. They're working well, on the beads. They're working well, on they gold. only worked yeah, they in were, Africa. <laughs> they were on, well, they were. They were. They were only working with the beads in Africa. But then they got fucked with the same system by the British. That's right. In the in the Hundred Years' War, wow. I believe it is. And then the British took over. That's when they kind of started to fuck the world as well. And now what's happening is that uh, uh, when the British didn't have any wheat and they owned England uh, and they owned India, pardon, they had the Indians send them their wheat. Mm. But now that there's no wheat anymore in Europe and, the, and there's no wheat coming into India either and there's locust freaking ravaged all the crops for the last three years, the British were saying, hey, send us your wheat, and the Indians are already starving, saying, no dice. Yeah. We're not going to do that. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at producing countries who have not enough for themselves, countries who don't produce nothing, who will get nothing, because the countries are producing, again, don't have enough for themselves, and now have learned through history what happens to them when they give in and sell their reserves to higher up countries for just money. You can't feed people with money. Mm-hmm. And so you end up with hundreds of millions of people dying on the side of the road, kids, women, all that, with their mouth open, starving. And that's why in Sri Lanka right now, politicians are being dragged out of their cars. Mm-hmm. They're being beaten with sticks. This is going to happen all over the world. Politicians are not safe but from their uh, complete uh, corruption. And the propaganda machine. And it's ha- but it's also so it much. it's happened uh, since the beginning of time too. So all of these sort of well, these emotions and these uh, wars and these uh, you know, people starving and things happening. Mm-hmm. It's happened, you know, forever. So is this going to be a catalyst that can actually solve some things? So some of these things... There are cycles that, like, history doesn't echo itself, but Mm -hmm. it it rhymes. You know, uh, it's not the exact same thing, but there is a pattern, pattern, right? And And it is part of nature. And we're in cycles, and that's how we function. Some cycles or half a lifetime. Some cycles are several lifetimes. And those cycles, we don't have perspective of because we have very little perspective. Mm-hmm. And uh, But when you study history and humanity and the history of money and the history of men and money, the fundamentals of both and where they coexist and how they coexist and what happened with their coexistence, you can then step back and see the patterns, right? Yeah. And yes... Yes, sure. Uh, the fiats never lasted more than 100 years uh, or 75 years, I should say. And then the U.S. dollars coming at that 75-year mark, right? Except From the 70... Er, uh, from ex- the existence of the gold standard. Right, right. right. Or the, b- the petrodollar, you mean? Well, it's uh, when they got off the gold standard, they started to uh, tie the dollar to debt. National debt. The so petrodollar is just... 70, almost 75 years since that. Yeah, exact 1975 amount. or something. Exact it amount. was Bonds and government debt. That's mm-hmm. what the dollar is based on, right? Mm-hmm. The petrodollar is just a manipulative coercion mm-hmm. 
to facilitate international transaction while maintaining the peg of the dollar. Yeah, I think it was post-World War II that that was the Bretton Woods oh. mm -hmm. one. So you're saying it's almost been 75 years since mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. one, yeah. Mm -hmm. And so the cycle of the dollar is about to come about as far as humanity is concerned, right? Mm -hmm. Except we've never had before this new monetary uh, theory, right? So, but again, cycles mm -hmm. are greater than people, right? And so we're entering a new cycle. I'm here to toot the horn of the Bitcoin mm -hmm. new cycle and paradigm that has embraced us. It's already here. It's too late for it to cease. Countries have adopted it. International, monet uh, pardon me, uh, multinational companies have adopted it and people are adopting it. And so what I'm saying is that as the people adopt it, the people's portfolio will float, the value of their portfolio will float with the inoculation of the money from these institutions and nation states because they will have no choice. Yeah. Bitcoin is actually, if we humble ourselves a little, we can, we can realize that Bitcoin is in fact humanity's first true monetary policy because it is a hundred percent trustless no trust is involved everything is verifiable no transaction is hidden no more black ops no more yeah. this that and the other thing i could foresee a future where people are the central bank of their country and they choose where the funds will be allocated from their governance Know? So you're 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 saying that the uh, Bitcoin will change political style because the people who get elected are only elected through things they promise. Mm -hmm. Yeah. When more people will find out the that truth. the true monetary <laughs> policy of Bitcoin is trustless, yeah, and that it saves the value of their effort versus stealing it, they will demand from their politician to consider it. Yeah. And any politician who does not will simply not be elected. That's right. Because they, there's going to be a line of actual count. It's yeah. almost like where they have the votes and they're counting them up and nobody really knows you know, where they create these It's going to be a cross-party effect. Yeah. It doesn't matter if you're from the right or yeah. from the left. Money is money. When you plant a nail in the wall, you want your 20 bucks an hour. Mm -hmm. And... If it's in paper national currency, that twenty dollars is going to be worth fifteen in a month. It's going to be worth ten in six months. It's going to be worth five in two years. Instead of getting that twenty bucks in Bitcoin, that's going to be worth twelve. Uh, you know, that's going to be worth fifteen, or that's going to be worth thirty in uh, in six months, or maybe even fifteen in six months, and then twelve in eight months, but then twenty-four in a year, and then fifty in two. Right, it's like it's crashing. Bitcoin's yeah. crashing, Upward. but it's crashing <laughs> upwards. Mm -hmm. Gee, this is uh, this is amazing stuff to get to uh, the public's ear, so they can actually understand, you know, what's happening. And and I really uh, want to thank you for sharing this information and you know going out of your way to uh, help uh, and assist uh, people around the world uh, in holding the value that they work hard for every day and the family uh, values that uh, uh, Bitcoin is 
here to save. Well, it's my distinct privilege to be here. And I want to thank you, Kate, yeah. and you, Robin, for giving me a platform to speak my mind. Yeah. Because uh, my skeleton is crawling from uh, the anger I feel of uh, the thief in everybody's pocket just helping himself to their effort. Like, I'm, I'm so over people working their asses off for the government mm-hmm. and working for the privilege of paying the bills. Uh, this has got to stop. And yeah. I, I just want to thank you from the bottom of my heart. Right on. Well, this, this is a series. So you mm. people got to tune in to the next one. We're, we're doing another one next week. And uh, what we're, what we're, uh, our job is, is, as Canadian men, alpha fucking males, is to take the world by the balls and steer it the right way. And I'm really Correct. proud of uh, what you do and how you stand up. Because uh, we're, we're men that are, are standing up and voicing ourselves in the truth. Also and sitting down. I see yes, well, yeah. That's right. <laughs> well, that's why I, I was saying you, you raise your voice quite loud. Yes, sir. <laughs> and yes, everyone, thank you for tuning in. Once again, to Quadpod Studios podcast, check out our social medias. Uh, we're going to be having a podcast uh, coming up pretty soon about uh, this upcoming documentary that Kit Ooh, is uh, big time developing around the Mile Zero Minnows. Yep. Uh, follow them as well on social media. Looking forward to that. And uh, tune in next time, and have a great day out there, whatever you're doing, and buy some Bitcoin. Right on. Thanks, Jeep. All right, can never.